Oh, what are you drinking? No frill cider. I think the find. It's Simmons Cider Presser's Scrumpy Jack. Oh, a bit of old scrumpy. Not had that since we were 14. Is the cost of living crisis finally kicking in in the Sidwell household? No, they didn't have my cheap one at the shop, so fuck them. Some other cunts drinking it. Why don't you stand for that? No. Had a good week? Let's talk about it in a minute. Ooh. Red Hot Content. Ready to go? As always. Hey, let me sort my phone out. Let me sort my life out. You mic'd up? I'm mic'd up. Are you psyched up? Yeah. Liar. Let's go.
Midlife Punk Podcast, episode 94. He looks excited for our little jolly boys out into Liverpool next week. It's nihilism. Hi. Yes, I'm very excited. I love a bit of Liverpool. Haven't been for yonks. Do you want a bit of trivia about the last time I went to Liverpool? Yeah. I went with my mate to pick up a Tim Armstrong uh, edition guitar, which was nice. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Tell you what, though, couldn't find a copy of the sun anywhere. I know what you like when you go and see your page threes and your news in briefs. Um, The random... podcast. (laughs) The random record. Yeah, you're going to have to have the rules explained to you. I shake my Discogs app. It spits out a random record from the collection. I choose the song off of it and play it, and we all knew it was coming. That was uh, Shaking Stevens, uh, the Welsh Elvis, uh, doing Turning Away. Uh, I didn't think you were going to guess, did I? What do you know yeah, about Shaking Stevens? What do I know about Shaving, shaving Stevens? <laughs> That's another video entirely. I had the seven inch of uh, Green Door and uh, this old house, so. <laughs> Were you going to guess turning away, were you? Yeah. No, you weren't. Yeah, and then following that, following that, um, we've had a track submitted uh, by a band called Reason to Leave, um, and they're from Preston, um, and the song was Waste of Our Time. So thanks to uh, Mikey Erb. Is that a tribute to Mikey Erg? Does he smoke a lot of the herb? I don't know. Shall we ask him? Yeah, we're going to be seeing him at Crapfest next week when we're there. Have we mentioned that? What, they were at Crapfest? Yeah. Liverpool's premier punk festival? Yep. I think we've touched upon it, yeah. Maybe later, towards the end of the show. Yeah, why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Uh, what have you been up to, Nihilism? Mind your fucking business. Not much. Not much. Uh, working. Uh, just watched a very thrilling football contest. Um usual finally caught up on Derry Girls watched all seven episodes of that today which was very good yeah they'll look about 40 (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I'm supposed to say to that yes Tom they all do look about 40 you just just don't you just cannot suspend disbelief for a second can you no what was the first thing when you're watching Sharp you're like oh that sword's three years like out of date they wouldn't have used that sword I'm not. I have kissed a girl, so I'm not quite that bad when it comes to Napoleonic uh, war tat. Well, what was the you, first thing? What was the first thing you said you'd been doing? Watching a thrilling football. No, uh, that wasn't the first thing. What would you always the, say when I answer, ask you that question? Not much. Oh, I don't know. It's been a long day, Tom. I'm still mentally fraught. Let's go through the list again. What have okay. you been doing? Not much. Oh, wait, the first thing I said was mind your business. After that? Fuck me. Working. For the Yankee. We'll be back after a quick break. Is real music dying? What even is real music, and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician, and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. 
No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. Dollar. Here's the skids. We're working for the Yankee Dollar. It's my song. <laughs>
That song's dedicated to anyone who was at Rebellion. Saw the Skidge do that song three times and thought, fucking hell, I could really do with hearing that again. So, uh, done you a solid there and uh, played Working for the Yankee Dollar from their uh, album Days in Europa. Working for the Yankee Dollar. Do you, do you enjoy that? No. Do you not like it? I, I find the album a bit... People, like, fucking worship it, right? And it's all right, but it's all a bit... Synthy, and it's you know, wouldn't you heard him go, once you've heard him do it 58 times, you know what I'm saying? Or four if you're a rebellion, <laughs> yeah, can't get enough of that wonderful duff. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was my song choice there. It's been stuck in my head since we uh, talked about it last week. Can I just say, um, you know, your your track last week. Uh, Winston Kingdom by Leagues Apart. Really enjoyed it, and and I've really, really got. Well, I've listened to the album today. I've really got into it, but yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I don't usually pay much attention. I know, I know. You like my misheard song lyrics about that though? Bookaroo at the Winston didn't yeah. go down very well, did it? In some quarters, no. Some people just do not like whimsy, and then people can get foot. Do you want to tell them who we've got today? No. I want to address the controversy from last week. What controversy? There wasn't any controversy. There was controversy last week. We got accused of having opinions. No, we got accused of being morose motherfuckers. And there's been a response. Oh, this is a response to the the complaint response, right? Okay. So this one's from Dickie the Third. So Dickie Shackleford, if you're listening, we'd like uh, an opinion next week, just in the sense of balance. Uh, so Dickie from Be Fair says, "I disagree with D6K. In fact, I'll tell you uh, what, what does he say? I'll tell you what. Why don't you read it? Yeah, lad. <clears> hey, <throat> I'd re- disagree with D6K. I'm here for negativity. It's what makes me feel better about our miserable lifeies. I don't know why he's gone, Jordy." It, <laughs> Yorkshire. It is the knowledge that suffering is a shared experience. I don't know what I'm even trying to do. How could you get through a single day of work if everyone you work with was super posy and up? He's gone, Jody again, and upbeat, sharp. You bastard, Yorkshire. About <laughs> you'd think you were having a cast- catastrophic break from consensus reality. It's much better than everyone recognise it. It is fucking shit and openly denigrates it. Uh, that made no sense to me. Somebody's been watching Frasier box sets, haven't they? Um, it made sense to me because I understand Yorkshire accents, yeah. And yeah, I get it. It's like, I think they're two extreme sides to the argument there. It's like, one is saying, well, why don't you have anything nice to say? Like, We've said plenty of nice things about plenty of tracks on plenty of compilations. The first ever one, notwithstanding. But we have our favourite bands. Everyone has their favourite bands. And occasionally on those compilations, there's bands that like you might have skipped when you first bought the CD from Way Ahead Records for like, you know, more than five quid. I think you got this one who's like, I'm here for negativity. It won't make you feel better about how miserable life is. Not all the time. Not all the time. Dickie Shackleford, we're looking at you to bring a sense of balance to the force here, mate. I could do that accent, easy. 
you'd fucking think so after your woeful attempt at a fucking black country one last week. That's fucking brilliant. We'll be back after a quick break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Look, I've scolded my hand today, so. Scolded or scolded? I got scolded. Uh, tell her who we've got as a guest. Uh, tonight, Matthew, we have uh, a man who's played in a plethora, a plethora of bands from the Scouts uh, region. We've got none other than Liam Ashcroft from Crocodile Guard and fucking loads more. Crocodile Guard, Mug Smasher, Mighty Saguaro. The dry wretch, and fucking many, 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 many more. Well, I'm glad you mentioned uh, the old mighty Saguaro because that's uh, coming up next, and it's their song "Run." Let's have a listen to "Run" by the mighty Saguaro, and then go and see what uh, the Lord God of Crocodilians is uh, up to this evening.
Thanks, Tom. Litherland is a town in the metropolitan borough of Sefton, Merseyside. It was an urban district which included Seaforth and Ford. It neighbours Waterloo to the north, Seaforth to the west and Bootle to the south and is approximately five miles north of Liverpool city centre. Right, here we are then. Are we going with Liam Croc? You can do whatever you like. Yeah, you can go with Liam Croc or like I, I don't know. Some people might not even know my name. It's Liam Ashcroft, but it's but Liam Croc, Jean Michel Noir, or Liam Fat Liam. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go with Liam Croc. Okay, cool. Uh, for this, no uh, multi instrumentalist, uh, been in more recording projects and you can shake a fucking stick at yeah yeah well it's a you know yeah i I, I devised them all myself so it's not like a good it's not like an amazing thing is it you know what i mean yeah fucking is (laughs) and also obviously the the main tub man in in croc god yep liam we usually ask people sort of how their band got started but that's obviously not going to work with you so (laughs) guess what was the first proper musical project you were part of first proper thing that really made me kind of excited and 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 felt like a, i mean i'd been in a band before with like good mates who've gone on to do, do other nice things and um but the first band that felt like a real band was dropout and that was me and tom who was who went on to be in charge yeah he's like a kind of like a big head on the um, like straight edge kind of scene. He's like a bit of a like a scene kind of fella. He's like he's really involved in. Um, he's one of those like you know you know you know when punks used to have all the fanzines and were really good with all just stuff. He was good like that. And then it was um, Mark McGill from Down and Out. He was in that band as well. So that was that was like the first band we ever did, and it was like you know um, obnoxious kind of like pop punk, like really kind of like sickly you know, kind of saccharine pop punk. But it was, but the, the thing is, it was when that felt a little bit kind of, da- like, it's a sort of, I wouldn't say dangerous, but it felt like it was, it was kind of like a thing that, that people didn't do. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah, like, like fresh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like people were in thrash bands and stuff like that. And then the only other band who were around were Crocodile God and a band called Open Mind. And everybody else was in like grind bands or like kind of, you know, post thrash bands essentially in Liverpool. So it was a bit, you know, I, th- I believe I read quite a good article on all that straight edge scene in the Northwest recently. Yeah. Maybe Charger were mentioned in there. Yeah, they might have been. Yeah, I mean that was later on when Tom joined them because he kind of um, what did he is he done, did he do anything between he did he did a band called Red Right Hand and I think they that was mem- again that's like some Liverpool legends were in that band um, and they may have splintered off and done like Doom projects and things like that but I mean we've all been in each other's bands you know what I mean like everybody's been and I think there's like I think the only people I haven't been in a band with are like maybe I don't know Morgan and Gabby maybe I don't, I've been in a band with everyone else I've been in a band with Will from uh, Good Grief and you know he was in the Crocs for a bit and everybody's been in everybody's band you know <laughs> It's just you know what it's like, you know. What I mean, it's you know, if you need someone to do something, they come and do it, and then you're in a band together for a bit. So, but it was it was dropout was the first kind of proper like, but it felt like a real band, and we did like, you know, gigs with with people who we considered our heroes. You know, like we played with like Pansy Division and like uh, X Crass bands and things like that. You know, we could, it was just like the go to kind of like you know get these divvies in. Well, they'll go on first, you know. I kind of think. <laughs> you fucking take that with Pansy Division. I've never even seen Pansy Division. 
Oh, that, that I mean, if you permit me just for a second, I mean that that was one of the greatest nights of my life. That was uh, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, that's just to ju- jump straight into it kind of thing because it was they were like uh, Liverpool was really dangerous then. Like it was it was it wasn't like a nice place to go at night. You could you could, you could quite easily get your head kicked in for being like you know anything out of the ordinary kind of thing. And uh, and I I didn't know. I just didn't know the scene existed where we we knew Panzer Division where we loved them because they were poppy and you know we were yeah. punks and stuff and uh, and like literally people take like it was as you used literally but uh, people um, turned up like dressed as sailors and like you know there was like there were like trans people there were like there, there were just there were just beautiful people came out in this real I was like where where are these people like what where have these people been you know what i mean like the, and they turned up the the whole place was rammed it was downstairs in a place called uh, Gwinnens, which is now ship and forecast and it was like it was one of the most beautiful things i've ever been a part of i was about 16 or 17 i think and the 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 um it was just amazing to see all these people who could but also sad at the same time because it was like wh- like where do these people express themselves this way usually they've all got taxis here no one would have gotten the train no no you know, it was like and it, it it was one of the most amazing experiences i've ever had in my life and Panzer division was sweethearts they were they were they were just lovely um and it was that was that was one of the greatest nights of my life that you know it was a really big deal i can fucking imagine and they're notoriously brilliant live aren't they Panzer no, division as well they were amazing yeah they were they were amazing they just they just killed they, they literally just killed. i've got so i've got a cassette of this of the set somewhere i've got a cassette of their set with dropout on before i've that that exists somewhere um so i might, I might try and dig that out and drop your dropbox your link of it or something fucking yeah do it cool. do it cassettes coming back so yeah you make a fortune yeah <laughs> Right, so on to another musical project that we would have heard before uh, we started talking. It was a song run by uh, the mighty Saguaro. Yeah, yeah, the mighty Saguaro, yeah. Yeah, it's a song that means a lot to me, yeah. Tell us about the mighty Saguaro. Yeah, well, basically, um, we were... We were all in, like, pop punk. In my, For me, pop punk started getting a bit kind of watered down and a bit stale uh there were there were a load of bands that came along and just did kind of like very it was it's good fun do you know what i mean but it got like it, it wasn't making me kind of happy playing that kind of music anymore mm. um just because i don't know so i think so i think i just a lot of bands had see i love pop punk but what I, what I, what i tended to get out of was the more i don't know the more kind of like it's difficult to describe, so it's more like the jokey side of it was, was, and people say like, oh no, but loads of the bands you listen to are jokey and fun, and I'm like, yeah, but somehow the Descendants being jokey and fun is different than this stuff that's just silly and doesn't seem to have anything to it, you know, if it's just silly kind of thing. Like, it's okay and it's fun. It's just, it wasn't it wasn't kind of like hitting me where, you know, where, where, where I wanted to kind of express, express myself. So we basically started like this kind of like a really big sounding kind of like, um somewhere in between like emo and garage and um just really loud and maybe, maybe a bit arty maybe like kind of like art it was like the fugazi elements and kind of farrakhet and things like that and we were really into that kind of stuff so that's was, what i was gonna say yeah because i did check out uh there's a live recording on youtube of the band and i listened to the first half of that and yeah that was where i sort of jumped to as well sort of fugazi stuff yeah that, that's it exactly so we just did that for a while it was with some great friends and we did well we did, like in terms of you know we got to support 
some of our favorite bands and that's i think that's essentially that's what it's always all about isn't it like you know kind of like getting to kind of have these experiences that you could never pay for but you you know you you you, you um you just you take you carry those memories with you and and it, it meant a lot i mean that song in particular means a lot to um uh like a uh the, the i wrote the music but uh, the singer ben he uh he, he wrote the lyrics about one of his very good friends who you know unfortunately kind of uh took his own life which is which is horrible but but the the uh i don't want to go right down like immediately but it's like it, but it, it's like it just means a lot it's it's, it's just, and i think it's a dead good song i just think it's a dead good song and i think the guitar sounds are amazing on it and stuff and you know it's a it's just good a good a good time and also like i thought i'll send it to you because it's a, like a um it's a different era that nobody really knows about if you know what i mean it's like it's, yeah it's from a while ago so yeah, because it was that, like you say, it was that transition. The Green Day boom had happened and the offspring was all out and those, the sort of harder edge stuff, your Fugazis and that were sort of bub- bubbling along under the radar, weren't they? Absolutely, yeah. Just trying new things, you know, trying new things and trying to kind of be a bit freer rather than, I think when things become like a bracketed kind of thing where you're like, you know, when the scene becomes like, like, like I said earlier, the, the, there was like Dropout and Underclass and like all these other bands who sounded nothing like each other. But then all of a sudden there were like 50 bands who did sound a lot like each other. So I think it was just, I think we maybe just thought like, well, I'll tell you what, why don't we just try and do something else, you know? Perfect. Right, Niall, I think it's big book of bullshit time, my old son. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, regular contributor Mark L. Williamson, who is... Uh, projecting his sexual fantasies into this question. So he wants to know <laughs> who would win in a drum battle followed by a mud wrestling match, you or the drummer from Funbug? Well, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I wouldn't win anything. I wouldn't win anything like that. No, that's uh, you know, it's um, like You're definitely a better drummer than me. So I'll I'll take the mud wrestle if you want the drumming. No, behave. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well go on then. If we're going to meet in the middle there, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's true, but. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, me, me mud wrestling skills. I wonder what, like, yeah, I wonder what what I'd bring to the table there. I mean, I'm, I know it would be disgusting. I mean, I, I am like alarmingly hairy, so it would be revolting. Yeah, so am I. It's just gonna oh, be look, that would, isn't it? We need to make this happen. You it's know. gonna be like them heavy, super heavyweight boxing matches where they just go, <laughs> and then they just hug each other <laughs> and slip and Let slide them around again. Yeah, I just, I just think this needs to happen. I just think it. I really think it does. It does. Well, and then covered in the mud, try and play the drums afterwards. That would be, you know, that would be something else. You know, that would. Use my kit. It's a piece of shit. Yeah, we're in Liverpool next week, so if anyone's got a paddling pool and some mud, uh, do let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make this happen. And if somebody wants to lose their lunch, we can. <laughs> we, we yeah. can. We can facilitate that. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. What was the first instrument there? What that you picked up? Because you said you're a multi instrumentalist. Oh, drums, drums, absolutely. Yeah, drum. I'm a drummer. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah, absolutely I'm a drummer. Yeah, I, I, yeah, drums is the short answer. <laughs> yeah. did, did did you come easily to the stringed instruments? Well, um, I always say like, kind of like the basics of anything isn't that hard. If you know what I mean, like it, like it kind of like say say like same. I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily even class myself as a multi-instrumentalist. I just like get some instruments, make a song happen to enable me to play the drums maybe, or like make a song happen to say like, okay, or if there's no one around, like say, you know, like parts, you know, periods of your life where you might not see people that much or you're not in like a regular band or whatever. It's more like, 
and I've never had a period in my life where it didn't make music. So it's just it's just a case of yeah, just grab something and see if you can make some noises with it. And I think eventually you just end up picking bits up anyway. You 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 know rather than it being the, the you know the, the the third fret up, you, you say you know you can start saying oh do that C on there or you know you just kind of just pick pick, pick that up. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say like I'm you know necessarily good at anything you know it's it, but, it's, but, but it's like you know you you just make the songs happen you know what I mean so, so however you can. I don't know if it's laziness on my part, but considering I spent my entire adult life and before around people playing and holding and talking about guitars, not a fucking clue. Couldn't even tell you what order the strings go in. There's an E at the top and there's an E at the bottom. I know that. And everything else is is laziness. I thought perhaps I was just sitting there hoping osmosis would kick in and I'd just one day pick an axe up and go... They don't make it fucking easy though, do they? Because they're balanced, you know what I mean? So like, the, do you know what I mean? So you're like, you, you know what I mean? You're like, they're like, you know, oh, whatever, whatever guitarists say to each other. It's like, I, it always reminds me of a picture of Mark Murphy with, with Kay in, in Japan, like sitting there talking about guitars. And I'm like, I took a picture of them and I was like, guitars, yeah. Because like literally, you know what I mean? Like if somebody, oh, this pickup, yeah. Just just do the thing, just, you know what I mean? Like great, yeah, sounds, you know, with guitars Mark Murphy's got. And you're like, you know, I don't want to be that, you know, that, so, do you need more than one? I get you might need a few. You don't need seven million. Well, he clearly does need seven million. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, but you're right. You know, they, they don't make it easy for you, do they? Do you know what I mean? So, like, should I be interested in guitar? Well, listen to what guitarists sound like. Fuck that. But I, was, I, was, I was thinking about having a go. I was like, I'll just get a cheap one. This one's like, oh, you need to have yeah. it set up. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? No, that's nonsense. That's a guitarist told you that. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not pick it up, tune it up, make it go. I was just like, like you're putting me off. What you've got to consider though are the things like the tone difference between a 67 strat and a 74 <laughs> Mexican imported strat. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we're we're clearly well. This is this is why we're these kind of Neanderthals at the back of the stage, going <laughs> bunga, 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 bunga. Do you know what I mean? It's like listen, yeah. as a bass player, as long as the drummer's happy, I'm happy. Yeah, that's it. I mean, if it's round and it goes bang, I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? It's like that's you know, and it, yeah, like you say, if we're, if we're at the if we're at the if we're at the back, kind of looking at these divvies doing what they're doing at the front, look, go on, divvy, is your bit? Do your thing. Go on. Great, yeah. Let's make the song happen. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. While well, we've been on the Mark Murphy and his seven million guitars angle, let's uh, <laughs> let's have the song "Dog's Trousers" by Crocodile God. Cool.
Litherland was mentioned in the Doomsday Book of 1086's Liddelant. However, there was no mention of Liverpool at that time. The first manor of Litherland consisted of one half and two quarters, the areas being Litherland, including what is now Seaforth, the half, and present-day Oral and Ford, the two quarters. Dog's trousers there by Crocodile God. What prompted that choice, uh, Liam, out of the vast library? It's, it means a lot. To, again, it means a lot to me. That, and that might have been a bit of a fairly obvious one. I don't know. But like, it was the first time we went to Frankie's. Uh, and I was, I, was, I was straight out of school and uh, we went and recorded in, in Sunderland with Frankie Stubbs. And it was, like, it was just like, a, like every time I hear that, that song, it just kind of reminds me of like a magical time. Um, you know, and it's like, it's like, it's like you see, you come out of school and you're like, because you, I was already into Leatherface and I was like, so you come out of school and you're like, um, you know, you try and play it cool and the older lads in it, in the band, that they come over and you go, listen, do you want to be in a band with us? And you go, okay. And like, and, <laughs> and, uh, and like, you know, because I always loved Crocodile God and they had the, uh, the, the album out on the, the first EP, which I loved, you know, we, we loved it. They were like heroes. And, um, and then, uh, and then they go right. We're going to go and record the Frankie Stubbs, and you go and, <laughs> and like you know, like <laughs> you're trying to play it cool and stuff like that. And um, and uh, yeah, it just uh, you you think like, oh, this is how life's going to be. No, you know, <laughs> no dull, nothing else. No yeah. more, you know, nothing else. But it that was, was a peak. Yeah, yes, <laughs> and it was an early one, so it was quite depressing in that sense. But no, it was just like it, that was. That was a magical like weekend. It was just like you know, it really was. It was unreal. So someone said to me, it was asking me like, what's sort of the difference between punk and the punk scene and like normal sort of standard rock? And that's it, isn't it? Like bands that you love become your mates. Yeah. Sometimes you get to join them, and you just go off and record with uh, Frankie Stubbs. Would have been. Uh, relatively big name yeah absolutely that then wouldn't he on the scene yeah absolutely yeah and you like, can just go and oh yeah that band i really love i'm going to record a fucking record with the singer see you later yeah mental it, it, it is it's it's a mental thing and like and you're right it's it's like that that whole um community thing that kind of just enables you to bump into your kind of you know heroes or, or, or you know make you know discover new heroes and things like that but when somebody's kind of um I suppose that's that's the difference in that era as well when when they became essentially like the most you know important kind of alternative I mean well arguably like the most important kind of alternative like a uh, you know rock band inverted commas kind of thing um yeah it's like uh it, it is a special thing because it's because it's coming from that kind of like uh you know huge, huge rock bands and things like that but then you've got these then you've got this band who write like beautifully crafted songs with like with like you know a real kind of freshness to them and uh and and yeah that they, they, they you're connected to them you know that it is it's a beautiful thing that's and that's and i know mean, you've you both had the conversation before about like what is punk and, and like what you know 
you know, why why is it what it is? And is it any more even a, 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 a kind of like a sound that you can kind of like point to? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just don't think it is anymore. I think we've we've evolved to this beautiful place where like we know, you know, we, we talk and we know, you know, you, you can look at someone and, or just have a quick conversation like we can and just say like, yeah, that's, that's that. And, you know, it, it's that thing. It's just that thing. It's that, uh, it's, it's that willingness to kind of like maybe, you know, give people a helping hand or, you know, or be able to kind of like talk to someone and not have them. Cause I, I went in, I went in talking to him like, like he was kind of like, I was really looking up to him and, and I was really kind of quite young and stuff. And mm. and he was lovely to me I and mean, he was absolutely, he was really professional and he was, he was dead professionally looked after me in a way. Like he was, he was, there, there were like deep and meaningful conversations we were having. I was learning about life. I was like a, you know, I was a teenager. I was a, young, I was a kid. And so I was like, kind of like learning stuff. And then, and then like, pub time comes and he's like fuck off what are you doing <laughs> you know, like, you know he, he became like the realest person you just like you, you know you you'll ever meet kind of thing i haven't seen him for a very long time but but uh i'll always be grateful for that he he, he looked after me um i i ended up on a um again you know strangely i ended up like on a on a film set with one of his mates or one of one of Dickie's best mates and again talking about that you know just just random people that you meet in like weird weird circles and he said to me he was like it, this fella said to me he goes oh you know you know Leatherface oh it's great to meet some filth every now and again it's great you're here on the on the on the set you know what I mean so it's that thing it's like oh here's some more filth you know we, we all we all have that in common kind of thing but yeah it's a beautiful thing um, that was it, it happened to me like obviously not not being disingenuous to them but not the same sort of status level as as you would have had with Frankie there. I was in a meeting at work, loads of people. And I kept seeing this one guy and I was like, you look fucking familiar to me. And I was really trying to figure out who it was. And it's a singer for Drongos for Europe, just in a <laughs> work meeting. I was just like, fuck, there it is. Yeah. And it's not amazing when you've got like, it's almost like a superhero thing. It's like a, de- a de- like a, like a, uh, <laughs> You know, you've, you've got your your day persona and your night persona, and we yeah. go, we all come across each other, and you know, that, I think that's amazing. I think it's an. I, I still get that now. When we had when we confirmed Mass Georgini, I was texting Tom at like stupid o'clock in the morning. Tom, Tom, fucking Mass has said yes. He said yes. <laughs> well, you didn't. You texted my missus who woke me up. Then, oh, yeah. so thank you for that. <laughs> but just kind of touching on what you said about like what is punk. I was watching a documentary yesterday about the KLF. And came out of it thinking that they were punk as fuck. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. they they did that in the Doctor and the TARDIS one. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we just did that to see if we could get a number one. And then they put a book out saying, this is AMAC a number one. They yeah, just yeah. did not give a flying fuck. And I love them for that. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's it. It's like, you know, it's I think, I think I, I think the only the only common thread, and this isn't like necessarily even a common thing. The only common thread is some of us have Stooges records and Suicide records and MC5 records, and then going on from there, you've got this, that, and the other. I mean, I think that's the only, you know, if that's a pretty loose kind of, um, you know, whatever the word would be. It's it, you know, if that's all we've got in common, then then punk is a very, very, you know, like just it's a broad know. church, isn't it? It really is, absolutely. It's it's a fucking broad judge, you know. We're of the generation that has to defend uh, Green Day because because certainly when I was younger, all the old '77 punks used to give you a fucking hard time fucking right, yeah. for liking Green Day. And now I'm dead protective of them. Most of those punks are dead or don't know what day it is anymore now. <laughs> yeah. So you know we can be a bit more free and easy. But 
I guess that that's our like that because that changed everything, didn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Changed everything. Yeah. And yeah, I'm dead protective of that now. Yeah, and 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 rightly so. It's you know, it was like a, it was um, you know, I do I remember I remember dropout playing with a band called Police Bastard. They were like real like real crusties kind of thing, and 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 they, they they just laughed at us. They were like, "What the fuck's this?" You know, they were like, you know, we played with like mem- like members of Crash and stuff, and like, like, what the fuck is this? Like, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? It was like they, you know, it was they were quite disgusted by what we were doing. But again, you know, it's that rebellion thing. It's it's like you know, people were people were taking the piss out of Teddy Boys. People take the piss out of what you know, Krusty's. People take the piss out of the pop punks. People take the piss. It's always going to go on and on and on, yeah. and then come back around again, and people will either respect it or they won't. You know, yeah, the people just go, oh, Green Day, they're on the radio. Yeah, and all your favourite bands are on fucking top of the pops. What's your point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like to think, and it's probably the bubble that we're in, in like MLPP land, but I like to think that we differ from them 77, 82 punks in that like, oh, you like whatever band is punk at the moment. Oh, that's wicked. You should check out blah de blah blah Or if you like this, you'll love this. But it might just yeah. be me looking out of this particular bubble, but that's what it feels like. I wouldn't dream of slagging someone off just because they said oh I like new punk band that I wouldn't be like oh you weren't there in 94 were you no of course yeah exactly and that's right I think that might be a little bit of a difference in terms of like how because like again though I think so many things have been mashed about and like mashed in and I think you know the beauty of being open to kind of loads of different uh you know I suppose and and again I, I don't want to be mean about it but again you've got the rebellion punk kind of people who like you know they're they, they love what they love. They 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 they've still got the bondage pants on and the and 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 the spiky hair and stuff, which is fine. You know, what I mean, like it's not. I would never be be horrible about it and take the piss. But again, I think um, I think it would be more more difficult for us to look like what we listen to, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? I think I think it would be more difficult for for people kind of like who, who've taken on kind of like the indie, the emo, the you know all these kind of things that you listen to. I think it would be quite difficult to look like exactly what you listen to now more than ever, if you know what I mean. Mm. And, that, and I think that's, you know, I think that's okay. And that's not me slagging those people off. You know, if you, if you found a period of your life that you, that you, that you, you know, really means a lot to you, then why not? You know, I, I, under, I do understand carrying that around with you forever. I mean, I like, I'm obsessed. I, I'm an absolute sucker for like eighties aesthetic and like synths and like, um, you know, like horror movies, you know, that's that, like 80s horror movies. It's just like an era that I can't let go of. And there's, there's that thing there, you know. Um, so I'm guilty of that myself at some level. It's just, but I think, I think, you know, we, we do have like a, we're in a privileged position because the, the the longer, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't, I don't think you'd want to go back because we can listen to everything now rather than kind of yeah. saying, okay, we, we'll just listen to Spirit of 77 kind of stuff or whatever, you know, which is great. But so my, my daughter, she's eight. She like if you heard of Young Blood, yeah, yeah. She was listening to that. She kept on about him, and I was like, oh, "What the fuck is this wank?" <laughs> and then like she had it on in the room, and I was like, "All right, you know, th- this ain't massively different from your Blinks or your Offsprings or your anything like that. It's gateway stuff, isn't it? Which is yeah. looking fine. Yeah, I mean, she's got a well stocked record collection to thumb through. Like when she gets older, so yeah, fucking touching that. <laughs> <laughs> My cold dead hands. That's <laughs> uh, no, not really. As long as she's careful and wears a white glove, she can have a look. Yeah. Uh, Niall, 
crack open yes. that big book of bullshit, please do. Ben Papa would like to know, what's your favourite thing someone has shouted at one of your bands from the crowd? Oh, cool. Well, that's that's, that's the singer from the Mighty Saguaro. Um, ah. And uh, the, uh, I think... Um, uh, the, I think the the best thing I've ever this was one of the funniest things I've ever witnessed in my life um, it was uh, we were doing like a kind of like uh, I wouldn't say it was a squat gig but it was like a, it was like a house that was like falling to bits it was the only house that was on the on the street that was like a house the rest of it was like ter- boarded up terraces and stuff like that there's loads of punks in the basement kind of it's holding the ceiling up you know like <laughs> you know get that drum stand up it needs to you know what I mean like it, the wall's sweating exactly and it was really kind of like you know crusties and everyone and like there, there was a do you know what I can't even remember the name of the band but my, my mate Kate was the singer and like they were gnarly do you know what I mean they were like a gnarly kind of like crusty kind of like grindy band and, we were, and there was one bit in the video on the playback because everyone was leather there's one bit and, I, and somebody shouted do that one where you get your kicks off and I was like and I was like like there's a song that someone regularly gets their kicks off to I was like that's amazing that's like one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my life like like it's nothing to do with the music it's not he loves that song he loves the bit where the fella gets his kicks off during the song and I thought that was one of the funniest things I've ever ever heard at a gig like ever that's commitment to stage theatrics <laughs> as well isn't it you're in a you're in a shit old basement still taking me trousers off yeah, yeah. don't care where we are <laughs> But that's like the, the but the idea that it, that's what rem, that's that's the that's what reminds them of this song is like to, to do that song where you get your kicks off. I was like that tickled me, and I was like that, <laughs> that that's kept me going for for years. That I thought that was amazing. But uh, I, I remember I, I remember um, one per, one person. I, I've never understood this about like like people who are who, who maybe say they're into music or they're at gigs, um, like I. My my, bro- my my ex brother in law, he was like, he was like, oh, I, I hate it when bands like you know wear weird clothes and like uh, and like you know kind of like do, do you know go, go over the top with stuff. And it's like, what? So you so you, so you don't like bands then? I was like, you, you don't you don't like stuff. And like, I remember somebody shouting at me, stop showing off. And I was like, stop showing off. I was like, I've been at work all week. I'm coming in on a Saturday. I'm like, I'm playing the drums. Like. I'm here to show off. Do you know what I mean? I'm here to act like an absolute divvy. And you're you're shouting at me. You're t- this is this too exciting for you? Is it like stop showing off? I was like, that's what. That's the only thing I get out of this. I'm not getting paid. I've carried all my drums. Like, uh, stop showing off. Like, like stop dancing and stop like kind of you know like I that was bizarre. Saying a team sport, mate. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, stop showing off. I was like, I was so offended by that. I was just like, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll just kind of like put nothing into it and you know, sit back and make, make sure that it's quiet and, you know, and a bit like mid-paced and, you know, would you like it a bit slower or, you know what I mean? <laughs> Change to your brushes halfway through the set. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is this better, mate? Is this, is this better? You know, or be like craft work, kind of like where, you know, the, where the fella got sacked for like nodding his head a little bit or whatever. Or, I know. did not know that story, did he? I don't know whether I've made that up or not, but I mean, it, but, but, you know, my, it sounds weird, like it could have happened. They're a weird bunch, aren't they? The old Kraftwerk gang. <laughs> yeah. so I saw this thing on BBC News a few years ago. I was working away and I was in a hotel watching it. And there's some Kraftwerk convention in London. And obviously the guest speaker was one of them from Kraftwerk. And then at the 11th hour, he just didn't turn up. <laughs> 
And I was like, all these fucking nerds are going to be fuming now. This is going to be brilliant. And they're all like, oh, it's just craft work. Just what they're doing. Exactly. I was going to say, it sounds like the most craft work thing that could yeah. be done. You know? Why'd you put yourself through that? You paid a fucking fortune. Uh, Argentinians like, oh, where is craft work? Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, they're not coming, mate. That breaks mate. my heart. It's just because just what they do. Fuck me. <laughs> Bunch of wankers. Yeah. That's just heartbreaking, that isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then you could tell some of them did care, and it wasn't just craft work to them. It was yeah, exactly, exactly. Big but it, but it's a very craft work that you know, like if you're gonna, you know, they weren't known for kind of like, uh, I suppose, like raising the roof in the in the way that like you know a hardcore band would. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I love craftwork's music, you know. But but yeah, I mean that that would yeah that would be upsetting. I don't like seeing fans upset by... No, like no. <laughs> right, we are going to now enter the the realms, the joyous realms of home recording. Liam, you text Niall and me this afternoon after we'd already been sent the songs and you said, I've got a new one here. It's less <laughs> than an hour old. Uh, so this is uh, Liam's project, Mug Smasher, uh, and the song is Time, and uh, it is today years old so
Litherland remained a poor area until the arrival of the Leeds and Liverpool Canal in 1774. This brought the area into the modern world, originally providing a safe route through Lancashire from Liverpool to Wigan, and eventually in 1816 through to Leeds. The route became very busy, primarily for goods, and later for the transportation of passengers. Right, that was time by uh, Mug Smasher there. Liam, tell us A about Mug Smasher. And I want to know, when you said it was an hour old, was it nothing there this morning and then it was all fully formed? <laughs> oh, no. That's no, impressive. It's not, no, it's not. That, that would be a bit, you know what I mean? That would be like a That'd be showing off. It would exactly be showing off, and we don't want anyone to think that you know. We don't want anyone to get excited or whatever. But um, yeah, just uh, basically um, during the pandemic, I realised it, it was it was really weird. Um, like because like I, I'm all like like I'm always putting putting stuff out like creates. It's I hate saying stuff like that. I sound like an absolute dickhead, but it's like. Um, like I'm always creating and I'm always making things and I and like I have to like it's, it's it, like my partner Kat's always like um is like if I'm a bit down in the dumps and she'll be she'll be like have people not clapped for you in a while do you need to get out and have some clapping and that I was like yeah I do yeah. clapping I need, I need to clap for me otherwise I feel like a, I feel like a useless piece of shit you know what I mean like because my self esteem's so like you know but it's just like did, did and then I'll come back from a gig like smiling she's like did the people clap for you? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I got to like, you know, good lad, good lad. And um, so, so like, um, so, but I, I was always trying to kind of like uh, do something arty. I've always like, like trying to do something a bit, a bit different, trying to kind of like go, okay, well, um, you know, I've got a little bit better at piano. I, I know how to work synths and I know how to do all this kind of stuff. And I've been trying to do like, you know, arty bits and pieces. Um, I'm trying to make it work and then trying to kind of get it together live. And like other people are a bit like, yeah, it's all right, mate, but I don't really want to do that with you. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I totally get it. And and then I, there was something missing and there'd been something missing for a long time. And, uh, and then I kind of like realized, I was like, what? Like, I'm a, I'm a punk. Do you know what I mean? I was like, like, I'm a punk. Like, why aren't I, why aren't I doing punk music? I was like, 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 it's insane that like, it's okay to go and try like other different things, but why am I doing this thing that kind of made me who I am? Like this thing that like, you know, is me. Like, uh, so I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to give that a go. And then, and uh, so I wrote, I wrote some songs and in my head, I was thinking, well, look, I, I'm like middle-aged. Where's, where's my credibility? There is none. You know, it's like, it's, it's like, I've got to just kind of like make music that I think is fun. Um, and, and, you know, and, and, kind of have a laugh with it, you know what I mean? So so the initial kind of thing that I said to myself was I want it to be somewhere between wham and carp <laughs> or whatever. And so I thought like I'll try I'll try and like do some hardcore project that's got some kind of obnoxiously poppy bits in it and like um you know just just see what happens and you know like see what goes on. And so I kind of just paid for some studio time, wrote some songs over about two weeks and then went in and recorded them. And I had such a great time. I loved it. And I was like, this feels like a thing, you know, like, you know, like sometimes you can make something up and then until somebody tells you that it's a, a thing that you don't really feel like it's a thing. Like, yeah, yeah. And this felt like a thing. This was like, even on my own, I was like, wow, this like feels like something like this is the, this is the thing now. Like Mug Smasher is a thing in my head and it's like this punk band. And I was like, well, this is this happier than I've, I've been for a long time. I mean, I've, I've, I've always done, um, like 
stuff with Mark Murphy and Ravo mm. because you know that that's who we are. I mean, um, but you know, with like Mark Murphy and that, like he's got a new project called Mark Murphy and the Meds with like Ravo and Liam playing the playing the bits. It's like next band's going to be called Mark Murphy and his two dickhead mates. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> So like, you know what I mean? So like, so so I was I've always had that there, which has been amazing. You know what I mean? Like I love playing with them. I, they're, my, they're, my, they're my brothers. You know what I mean? I love. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. But it's Mark, mate. It's you know, it's everyone knows the sound of Mark's songs. You know what I mean? They're great songs and that. But I was thinking, I want a piece of that action. You know what I mean? I want to I want to express myself and you know have the have these things. And essentially, what I wanted to do was sing and not play any instruments. Do you know what I mean? Like just jump around on stage and feel like what that's like. I've never really done that before, and uh, so. I'm in a I'm in an eighties cover band. Okay. Eighties called... <laughs> cover band. Well, I'm in an eighties cover band called Chill Collins, right? And we're like, so we're basically we do um it's four punks who do like um like eighties eighties covers for for money essentially. You know, we thought, why don't we get yeah. together? We're having a nice time. We we love spending time with each other. I mean, that 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 you know, again, they're my brothers. I absolutely love these people like to bits. Um, and we we go we go and kind of do eighties covers in the pubs that give it a bit more of a punky edge kind of thing. And and people love it. I mean, they go they go absolutely nuts for it. But then then I was like, well, hold on a minute. Like I just said to them, boys, do you want to be in Mug Smasher? Like, do you want to do the Mug Smasher thing? And they're like, yeah, yeah. So I've got like Mark, who was in a band called Chief. I don't remember whether you remember Chief. They're like a really poppy hardcore band. They were really good. Uh, and then I've got Tom, who's uh, he's he's just started joining some other bands, but he's like an, an amazing creative. He he does like um, like uh, he writes comics. He's got a comic called The Sensational uh, Merrick. It's like it doing doing quite well. Um, I'm not sure what that brings to the band, but he's a creative. Do you know what I mean? He's, yeah, a, yeah, he's yeah. a good guy. And then, um, and and this lad called Steve was in a band called Protocol years ago, and he's the most phenomenally like talented dude who like it just he's just like a sweetheart. He just doesn't. He's one of these dudes who like he's like covered in tattoos and he's quite kind of stoic, kind of like whatever. But he's an absolute sweetheart and and just kills the bass. Like he's just this amazing bass player. And then I've got, and then I asked uh, Joel, a drummer from a band called Red Winter, uh, and he's a, he's a, he's a great he's a great drummer, and I don't really know him that well, but he's just, he's a lovely fella, do you know what I mean? I was like, I yeah. want that dude to play drums, and then it became a thing. So we've got our first gig in November. Um, so I thought, right, I'll get this album going. I've got to get an album out and do do an album. So essentially, Mug Smasher is me returning to this thing that was the, that like brings me joy and kind of feels like home, you know, rather than me kind of being a, an imposter in some other world. That's like kind of like me trying to maybe get into the electro crowd or me trying to get into this, that, and the other kind of thing. Or trying to do because I do folk music as well, and I do like you know basically like grindhouse film soundtracks and things like that. Um, nice. I'm like so. Um, so yeah, it, it felt like home. It, you know, it, it felt like home. It, like it, I completely it, it, understand that as well. Like I guess, I guess like me a bit. You're in Crockard, which is fantastic, but that's Mark's vehicle, isn't it? Let's not beat around the bush. Well, I mean, I, I just I'm just going to stop you just briefly because he would be quite upset if if he felt like I felt that way. So I'd say, it, like it isn't. But but what but what I just but I'm just clarifying it is Mark songs and we love Mark songs yeah but, yeah yeah but he knows that we bring that what we bring but he he doesn't see it that way but I've just cut you off and I, and I feel bad now but it's but it's but basically Don't. it's it it's it, it, it's it's Mark songwriting is amazing and we would never we would never want to kind of change that so he doesn't see it that way he thinks we're a band and we are but without Mark there's there, that band isn't there. That's essentially what I wanted to say. Good. Sorry. <laughs> well, as well, like you, you've ended up in the meds uh, yeah. now with with Mark 
and you can tell he wrote those songs with you in mind behind the drums. Really? Yeah, you can tell it. All right, well, a mile away. The song's yeah. different to Croc God songs. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. We've had, you know, he's, he's been on. We've talked about it. There's lots more lead breaks and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. I think he knew that if it ever went live, it was going to be your good self on drums. Oh, that's interesting to hear. That's interesting yeah. to, 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 to hear. Yeah, you can definitely tell. Oh, no way. Uh, just on that, have you uh, managed to replicate the electronic drum machine sound? We, yeah, yeah. I just got craft working to do that, but it was, there's, um, I've, I've tried. I mean, like, I know some people were like, How are you going to get a real drummer to do that? And like, Mark was like, I know someone. And I was like, I was like, Well, that's really nice of him to say that, but like, um, I've, I have had to make it like, so some of those, um, some of those eights have had to go down to, you know, quarters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they yeah, have yeah, to, yeah. It's, it's like, it's, you know, that's, I mean, you know, do you know what I mean? That to keep that going that way would just be insane. So, like, I've tried to keep it. Um, as uh, see, it's it's changed again. Really, we, we were playing with Mark Murphy and uh, the Meds. It, like, I tried to do what he wanted. I tried really hard to, to to do the record, and it got faster, and it got louder, and it got and, and he was just like, do you know what? I like it like this, mate. Just do your thing. And I was like, so which was dead nice. Um, so some of the songs that you might hear on the record have become like twice as fast and and like um you know there's there might be a bit more of my style of drumming in there but the but because like he, like you say like some of the the breaks and things and it's different than crocodile god because it's got more of a kind of surfy maybe like kind of like maybe ramonesy yeah. like thing to it but yeah so you 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 know what i mean you know what's like trying to if i if i'm trying to go like like you know, with, with the hi hat constantly, because I don't necessarily hear your technique and now what a knob, but I, I don't play with my wrist. I play with my whole arm. So yeah, I, yeah. So it's kind of like I, I can't really do that, Tommy Ramon thing. That the you know the uh, it's I try my best to do it, but um, but yeah. So I've changed them a bit, changed them a bit, but I've tried my hardest to kind of give him what he wanted because I know I know that it wouldn't be fair for me to just go. Just like I'm gonna do whatever I want to do, you know what I mean? It's just like shut up, I'm doing this. Yeah, I, I, you, you know, know, <laughs> know all them hours of work you put in over yeah. lockdown. Fuck them. <laughs> I'm doing exactly. this exactly. Yeah, I remember when that album came out. Like we heard the tracks in a bit before, and a lot of people also said, "Like, who the fuck are you gonna get to play bass on that when you go live?" Yeah, yeah. And Mark, being Mark, he was like, I "Didn't think it was that hard." <laughs> well there's been there's been a lot of like real massive success stories coming out of lockdown like mark obviously yeah yeah. um das capitan's releasing like an album a month wow during lockdown and they've just come out with another one as well yeah um obviously this podcast as well obviously obviously duel in the lockdown crown definitely yeah. i mean me mug smash the thing but, th- but this is the, the this this part i mean you know it's, a, it's again i don't mean to kind of you know, embarrass you or whatever, but it's 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 an amazing thing. This this podcast, this is this is, yeah, oh yeah. But it's but this this again, it, it goes hand in hand with this. Like, um, if you'll allow me to just waffle for a second, yeah, the the um that 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 there's this this again with this renaissance kind of thing within myself. This kind of like um, I, I'm on this positivity kick where where I just I was like right. You get one life. What, like what? What I'm doing is kind of like worrying about things that shouldn't be worried about. Like I know we we all wanted to be doing these things that were like 
you know, when, when you're a kid, you don't think, oh, what I'm going to be doing is being a local punk. Do you know what I mean? You don't, you don't necessarily think that, you know what I mean? You don't think like, because you, you know, because you have aspirations, you think like, well, even if I'm mid-level and I'm doing these kind of like tours and things like that, you know, it, you, I, I just think there's such an absolute beauty to what we're doing, like at this age. Like it's, it's, there's, there's such a kind of like integrity to it. There's like a, there's like this, this thing where n- n- no one has, no one can really expect anything apart from what they put in. All they, all they can expect is kind of like the, the, you know, to have the fun that they put in. You have to, you have to, to you have to decide to do something, take something out of nothing, and then make it this amazing thing. And like, and like say, you know, um, I have this passion. I'm going to share that with people. And if and if everybody just sat there and kind of did what I used to do, which would be like, no, no one, no, no one wants, to, you know, whatever. It should be like you, you, that's the whole. But the whole point in being a punk is that you that, that you you take control and you you do these things that kind of make people kind of come together and have these chats and stuff. I mean, you, you two make me laugh my ass off. It's like, like, oh, thank you. But you, you do. Do you know what I mean? And it's like it's amazing hearing from kind of like you know other other people that um and you you're asking questions that maybe so if we're all at gigs and we're, we're having like pints and stuff like that and getting pissed we're not going to ask the questions that you we're not going to have a serious conversation with anybody about like this that and the other you know we're we're, we're all learning about like kind of like what makes us all tick and and, and there's, there's, a, there's a real kind of like beauty to that and there's a real beauty to kind of like how you know everybody has like different a, a different again the beauty of punk a different path that led them into this like amazing kind of thing that just is what it is it, it just is this this punk thing and I, I just find that so exciting especially at this age not even like i mean not only the fact that um like i'm really proud that i play the drums better and harder and faster than i did when i was a teenager now and I, i'm going to be really gutted when that's gone and i'm well aware that like that's not going to be there forever do you know what i mean and like like I live to do that. That's that. It's it, it's it's utter joy, and it's utter kind of like, you know, um, it's your soul. You're topping your soul up by doing it. It's like a too too cosmic and cheesy on you, but it's a be- it's just a beautiful thing. So what you're doing, and the fact that like you know we're all still doing music and stuff like that. It's just this amazing kind of like. Um, I, what I think in a nutshell, what I'm saying is I'm really grateful for all of it. I'm really grateful to be yeah. still here doing all these amazing things that kind of like you know. If you don't get up in the morning and say, I'm going to do it, it doesn't happen, and then people can't share in it. No, somebody at work said to me, talk about being in bands, they're like, oh, you've got a hobby, haven't you, Toss? It's not a fucking hobby. Wind that in. Yeah. You wouldn't say... way of life. Yeah. (laughs) That's right, yeah. You wouldn't say to a Christian, like, oh, going down church, fucking hobby, is it? Yeah. They'd be fuming. I'm not comparing punk rock to... uh, Obviously, uh, Christianity, because <laughs> there's probably there's a lot less better. pedos. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> and a lot less money as well <laughs> in, in punk. No, I'll give him one last big book, and then we better uh, consider wrapping this up. Can I do one and then another one at the end? Go on. Sure. So I've got one from Rabo, which I completely forgot about until you mentioned him. <laughs> Uh, so he says, imagine you're Steven Spielberg Finity and you create a YouTube channel. What makes this film stink? Which horror movie would the first episode be about? Oh, you can't do that at the end. So that's another um, project then, isn't it, that you're going to have to do now? Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. I mean, well, oh, wow. Well, I know where this has come from as well, because have you seen um, 
Have you been watching the Pat Finnerty stuff? Like uh, mm-hmm. what makes this song stink? Oh, it's, <laughs> it, it's amazing. Oh, he's so good. He's, he's like this dude on YouTube just like does like what makes this song stink and he does these these like videos and they're amazing. Oh, I don't know, you know. I mean, like if I, if I pick the first one. See, see, there's a fine line because I love stinky horror movies, do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, the first episode I'd do, I'd do one that I was in and, and I scored uh, called Good Tidings and it's awful. Oh God, it's awful. You were in a horror film? Yeah, I make horror films, yeah, yeah. And I, and I do, do the soundtracks to, to, to horror films and stuff. So I, I do a bit of acting. I'm not... I wouldn't say acting. I mean, I pretend to chop people up and things like that. But it, but it's like it's on Amazon Prime. If you want to watch it at any point, it's 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 awful. <laughs> like it's, What's it's, it called? Uh, good tidings. It's good tidings, everyone. If you're a bit bored, get on the old <laughs> Amazon Prime. Have a watch of it. Let's send it through the charts. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. But the um, but that's that's another thing to like. It could just like I, okay, I suppose plug it, plugging myself and stuff. I've, the, that soundtrack was released on an American label like fairly recently, and I'm doing another project with that uh, record company um, where it, there's basically four writers uh, uh, writing these kind of short stories, and I'm doing the score for the four seasons kind of thing. So it's oh, right. so it's like horrors based around. So it's like a little book or whatever it is that's go that's going out. And it's going out on that same that same uh thingy that um that's that same label. Um but yeah so if I so to Ravo, if I was gonna do the first episode, it would be um Good Tidings, that shite movie that I made. Um <laughs> but yeah I, <laughs> I'm going to break my horror movie embargo and, and watch it and then probably not sleep for a month. Or you'll just think, what have I just done with the last hour? And Don't fucking take a lot for me to not. Um, signs? I can't watch that. Really? Too is it, scary. Is it the bit with uh, where, where he recoils at the telly that gets you? Is it that bit? No, when it goes of... past the gate, you know, when they're oh, watching that's it the, on that's the news. The bit, though. That's the bit. That's the bit though. That, I mean, that is terrifying. And I think there's like a primal kind of thing because I, I had, a, I used to have this dream when I was a kid that I'd come downstairs to that, like put my head around the door to see my mum and dad watching an alien invasion on the television. And like, so when that, when that bit, like I saw that bit, I was like, oh my God, that's literally like, that's what I thought was going to happen when I was a kid. I mean, that is a really, really terrifying bit of a film. Oh, good. It's not just me being a soft twat then. But... <laughs> well, I saw that, that in, in the cinema and the whole fucking cinema just went. <laughs> oh, I bet, I bet that was an amazing experience. I didn't see that in the pictures. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Yeah, I thought everyone is... was going to laugh at me about that. There you go. I feel a lot better now. No, that's. A, I mean, that's a really scary bit of a film. I mean, that's like, a, you know, I think that's the scariest bit in the film as well. That's like, you know, it just and that's really... going some. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> I, I can't watch ET. Too scared of ET. I just get upset with ET. That bit where he's like chalk white on the floor in the in the kind of sewer with shit all over him. It's just like I, I just. I just <laughs> he wouldn't have made it that far if I'd found him. I'll tell you now, he <laughs> got the hammer out. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh follow follow those skittles into the shed, and there'd just be like green blood everywhere. Yeah, I'd lure, I'd lure him in with some skittles, and then batter him. <laughs> then I'd ring ring the government up. I've got yeah. something you might want here, lads. Yes, I'll have that reward. <laughs> those, Thank those, you. Yeah, those the end. Are... <laughs> 
the fellas in the white suits that have been made up with you wouldn't they have been like shaking oh, my hand <laughs> yeah <laughs> getting a medal <laughs> right <laughs> we got to wind it up you want to do your question now or after I tell them what song it's going to be I'll do Starky Scruples now Fine. Because we got to have that. Because it's we now have. a staple. <laughs> this is a once. genuine conundrum, isn't it? It is. Do you know um, the drill with this, Liam? Uh, our friend Brian, who's an American living in Japan, has a scruples pack from 1986. Yeah. So it's not very uh, PC, um, okay. oftentimes. Okay. Um, and it is very of its time as well, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> right. So Starkey Scruple for this week is... Your 14-year-old son asks you to buy him a copy of a girly magazine. Do you? <laughs> try, and, try and stay in the 1986 mindset here, because I read that. And I thought, I'd just give him some websites. So, and, a, and a, a, girly, a girly magazine not being like Jackie. We're, we're talking about, like, you know, um, like a girly magazine. Like Yes, a pornographic like, magazine. Some ones that, ones that, like, normal 14-year-olds would find in the woods or something, or like <laughs> yeah. train trap. Yeah. But the train right. trap. Uh, advice I don't, I don't I don't know I just <laughs> okay so I mean the thing is do you take the kind of sensible road and say like look you want to see some boobs that's probably you know you're going to get your boobs somewhere kind of thing you've got you've got to look at them somewhere do you know what I mean but then you know, it's 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 horrible, isn't it? It's it's in in that sense where, you've, especially in the eighties, you've got like kind of like the. Oh, I don't know. I feel horrible already just talking about it. Like the, escort, fiesta, razzle, readers' wives. Yeah, no, well, I was going to say all the readers. So you got like the kind of like the chintzy wallpaper and kind of like the you, you've got and you know and, and like the slippers with the mud on and and like you know and like, and, then, and then like uh, here's one. Here's, here's one for you. My. My, yeah, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, the 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 um, my oh, can I? No, I can't because he might listen. <laughs> oh shit, I nearly did. Well, oh, I nearly did. Well, but it, it's to do with basically. There's oh, will she? I don't know. But but, <laughs> but, but, but but there was a scandal. There was a scandal in my family, and it led to a. It led to kind of like um, a lot of kind of. I don't know, maybe maybe somebody going around and buying all the copies of a certain magazine, um, <laughs> disposing of them. I can't. Uh, no, but but for, for that reason alone, okay. There you go. Right, my decision. I think, I think we can imagine what may have. Yeah, happened. exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. For, for that reason alone, I'm going to say no because your auntie might be in it. Oh. <laughs> 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 in the comments of that question I actually said somebody said like you might find like your nan in it or something like yeah, that and I said it's be- that's a very real possibility in this part of the world and there you go you've just proven it <laughs> oh my god yeah I mean you know I mean the thing is though I mean I don't know she knows what she did and you know <laughs> consenting adults and all that yeah, exactly yeah. you know what I mean it's just like and it was it, it was to, it was from that era of like you know kind of like um like I remember some of my family were very much kind of like uh uh you know like 
in the garage, there's all the, all the pictures up and stuff, and you know, and like fixing the car, and there's like, you know, all this stuff up, and it's, you know, it's kind of like your mum, your mum's like, don't look at the walls, just don't look at the walls, just don't. Look at the walls. <laughs> all right, well, all right, okay. Or like, you know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> like, why, why, why is that? It's just like, shh, shut up. You didn't see it, so you know, it, it's, it's. Yeah, there you go, there you go. That's my answer. That's my answer. Is what no, an answer? No, because your auntie might be in it. Well, my, my, it's a hard no for me. No one ever bought me a fucking girly magazine. <laughs> exactly. You had to find it in the woods or by the railway tracks like everybody else. Like everybody else, exactly. Like a rite of passage. Yeah, no exactly. special treatment here. Right, <laughs> Liam, we, we're going to have to wrap it up. Oh. It's, a, it's a mug smasher one to end us on. Uh, it is sick of working, which I think we can all fucking relate to, really. Yeah, um, well. How many releases are there in Mug Smasher World? Where can people get them? Is it just digital? Yeah, just well, because no, no, no one. I don't know anyone, and like, I want things to be like a legitimate thing where, like, maybe somebody would want to put something out at one point. But yeah, but at the moment, I'm just kind of distro kid and everything. And like, I've got there's an EP on Spotify, and then the album's coming out really soon. But at the same time. There's another EP coming out with it because I didn't bother to release the EP a few months ago because I'm just an idiot. So like, so, so I'm putting them both up at the same time. So there's like a 10, 10 track album and a four track EP going up at the same time, and that might be in about a month. Nice, fucking nice. Thanks for your time. Uh, we are in Liverpool next weekend. If you want to have a pint, I'll see you. No, I'll see you. Yeah, absolutely, I'll see you. Yeah, we're staying at uh, Chateau Murphy. So um, amazing. He'll have to. Uh, Pack up some of his seven million guitars, so <laughs> make yeah. some space. Yeah, yeah, but no, that, that amazing. I look forward to seeing you. So that'd be great. And also, yeah, thanks so much for it, like like having us and that. And I, 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 I don't know how to shut up. I, I just don't. So, like, <laughs> so uh, there, there was things that I even thought about. I thought like I wanted to ask, and I even thought like it would be. I th- there th- and I, to be polite, I was like, you know, you've you've, you've got to kind of get more in a conversation. I can't help it if you if you make if, if you say talk, I will talk. It is fine. That's what we like. We like people to talk. Um, otherwise, it can be a bit of a bit of a hard slog. Is Mug Smasher doing sick of working? Enjoy that. Uh, probably whilst you're at work or going there.
Litherland is served by Seaforth and Litherland Railway Station on the Hunts Cross to Southport line of the Mersey Rail Network. The main road is the A5036 road, which connects to Switch Island and the A565 road at Seaforth Dock. Liam Croc, what a lad. Oh, that was fucking brilliant. Yes. I should have made notes what we talked about, because when I go and do the show notes, I'm going to have to really have a think. Yeah, fucking loved it. Good time. Proper Sunday vibes again, wasn't it? Back to that. Probably because I wasn't rat-arsed this time. Nihilism, you, my good friend, have the honour of, uh, in this in this uh, pop song sandwich, you're the first bit of bread. Thanks, mate. You want my song choice, don't you? Yep. So my choice this week, Tom, is uh, from the Manchester Punk Festival 2023 headliners, Off With Their Heads, and it's Take Me Out, which is the closing track of their 2013 album, Home. Take me out. Doo, 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 doo. That was Franz Ferdinand. Lol, jerk it wasn't. It was off with their heads. Who uh, um, I get a, I get a, bo- a sense of foreboding <laughs> that Niall's uh, excited to see at Muppuff uh, 2023. Why foreboding, mate? I don't know. I just, I just, I can tell that you're keen. It's very, 
very on brand, isn't it, for you off with their heads? It's you're you're the person I think of of an off off with their heads fan. Thanks. That's <laughs> not a criticism. Right, you got something a bit different now. If you want I'm it. now for something completely different. It's not completely different. It, it's fucking a little bit different. Broadly the same. Um, it's got the best title of anything we've ever done. Uh, do you remember when we had kicked in the teeth on? Yes. Yes, and they told us about the gig they were putting on Punk at the Plaza with luminaries such as Wonk Unit uh, and fucking Snuff and fucking Gimpfist and all that. Mm-hmm. Friend of the show, main man off the disposables, Dan Disposable, a.k.a. the Double D, went there to watch it. And uh, this is something that I like to call Dan Disposable's Duty Day Out Diary. Dan, Dan Disposable. Hello friendly punks, Dan Disposable here, sometimes affectionately known as Double D, and here's my quick review of Punk at the Plaza in Northwich. So, brilliant venue, all brilliant bands, if you ever get a chance to go to the Plaza for a gig, go, if you get to see any of these bands live anywhere, I suggest you do it. For a little bit more detail, I've decided to give every band an award to sum up how I felt about them on the night. So, best opening act I've seen in a long time goes to Jimmy Damage. Most interesting act of the night goes to Dirty Vertebrae. Pop Punk Perfection Award goes to Slacker. Band I most want to be in is Kicked in the Teeth. Most likeable band in Punk goes to Wonk Unit. Happiest band goes to Gimp Fist. Most surprising band goes to Culture Shock. Fastest band of the night were Authority Zero. And the Top Geezers Award goes to Snuff. So that's it. Go to the plaza. Go see these bands. Have a good one. That's it from Dan Disposable.
damn disposable. That was uh, Dan Disposable's Duty Day Out diary, where uh, he went and had a duty day out and wrote a diary about it and recorded that diary and sent it to us. And he chose uh, Gimp Fist doing their song, Shame, uh, for his little track after that. So that was interesting, wasn't it? That was nice, yeah. Next weekend, we will be at Crap Fest. We will be bothering punters. We'll be bothering artists. We'll be bothering bar staff security men, whoever we can get to talk to us. And then we will stitch that together along with tunes from some of the acts that we will be watching, talking to, bothering, um, and sewn together for your fucking enjoyment. We'll be doing any Facebook lives or anything like that. I don't fucking know. Probably. Yeah, we can, yeah we'll do some Facebook lives. Don't want it now. I'll do it myself. I don't care. Uh, so, yeah, that would be something a bit different, wouldn't it? A little bit. Thank you to the Crapsons. I would say buy tickets, but it's fucking sold out. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to see Leech Bleeders. We're going to see Pete Bentham and the Dinner Ladies. My Friends and Yours Pizza Tramp. My Friends and Yours Wonk Unit. The list is endless. Well, it's not endless. It's, it is finite, but, you know. Uh, but to tide you over till then, Nihilism's going to introduce his new noise. I am, yeah. So this week's new noise, so this isn't my track choice, this is the new noise, is by a band called Zipmouth, and the track is called Stay, and it's poppy as fuck, and I love it. Is Zipmouth doing Stay? Uh, that's Zip with a Y instead of an I. Correct. Yeah, just in case you want to... Get on askjeeves.com and ask him later. I guess uh, I'll see you at your front door at about 10am next Sunday. My front door? Yes. I hope you're coming in an armoured vehicle then. I was just going to park out. It's grim up north. Is uh, Zip Math with Stay? I can do the short stay. ones. Easy peasy. See you next week for Crap Fest special. See you in a bit. Love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>